Please be seated. I thank God for all of us who have been on holidays and have safely come back. I also thank God for those who watch the house who decided this year there will be no holidays outside our home and city. And I thank God and as we continue to pray for our brothers and sisters that are still on holidays, that they will rejoin us safely and with thanksgiving for everything that the Lord has done for all of us on their behalf. And I thank God for our brothers and sisters from other parts of the world who are here today to worship with us. There is one greatest gift that anybody can have in life, even in death. And that gift is the presence of God. The greatest gift anybody can ever have is the presence of God. David discovered that much earlier when he said, one day in the house of the Lord is greater than so many days elsewhere. He was talking about feeling the presence of God. The greatest thing that Adam missed when he lost the paradise was the presence of God. The presence of God, according to the Bible, we come and Adam and Eve will be enjoying with him, feeling him until they sinned. That means that God is in every generation. There is no generation that the presence of God does not exist. The problem is because of our shortcomings, some people does not have feel enough presence of God. And that's why Paul advised us that we should not neglect the coming together of the children of God because that means when two or three are gathered in his name, he's there. That is the basic fact while our brothers and sisters who came from so many parts of the world are here today because they know God will come here. Some of my friends who went to holidays, I told you before, I think in Prague, I went to visit them. I said, how was your holidays? And I was busy trying to find out the church in Prague, what it looks like. I said, I was seeing pictures they took at the beach, pictures they took at the restaurant. And I asked, where are the pictures you took in the church? He said, we were on holidays. In other words, we didn't go to church. This our holidays has nothing to do with God. It's our time to rest. That's not what it is. The reason they did that because they don't understand the usefulness in detail of the presence of God. And that presence of God is what makes us to understand that God is in every generation. God is God of every generation. And in any situation of problem that any generation has, 
God will intervene by sending people from that generation to see to that problem. When Israelite had problem in Egypt, at a certain time, God sent Moses. Moses was the man of that generation. And in so many other situations in the Bible, so you are not living anybody's generation. You are living your generation. And your generation is now. You are living your generation. You cannot say, I am living in another person's time. No. This is your time. And there is a reason God planted you in this time. We are living in a very dark world, a situation where righteousness has gone very far to the backbone. But you should understand that even at those times of pure darkness, the light shines brighter. The light doesn't shine brighter with light. The light makes greater impact in darkness. This is your time. The situation of this time, you are planted in this generation, in this time, as part of the solution. And that's why the teaching of the Bible will always affect our generation. There is no generation that can come and say, what the Bible is saying at this moment does not affect us. Every circumstances the Bible discusses, every situation that the Bible is tackling affects our generation because God is God of our generation. He said in Isaiah 46 verse 10, I predicted the end from the beginning, from the ancient time, my word will stand. There is nothing that can happen in any generation that you doesn't know. That he took God by surprise. No. This is your time. This is your generation. And when you don't have the presence of God around you, spiritually you are an orphan. Because the spirit of God illuminates us. The spirit of God is everything to us. His presence. And the teaching that Jesus is giving us in the gospel by Luke is a kind of biblical counseling. What he has observed, and even to this day, that kind of situation happens among us. I will describe it in a simple form. Pride versus self-satisfaction. Pride is when you think I made myself. I am responsible for everything that I have. Even the life that I have, I build it myself. I remember when I was sleeping in corridor in somebody's house, when I was nothing. I remember when I was struggling going to school I remember when my family count me as nothing because they thought I would be worthless. Today I made it by myself. I have PhD. 
I am an engineer, I am a doctor. I am that, I am that. And it is only now that those people who thought I'm nothing are remembering me. It is those, those people that thought I would be useless. Now they are counting me as something. No, because I made it. That's called pride. Self-satisfaction. I thank God for who, who I am. If it is not by his grace, who know what would have happened? If it was not by his grace, who know how would I have survived the sickness that overwhelmed the entire Europe? If you translate it in the language of the scientist, we are the generations of coronavirus. Because time is coming when we will bring these pictures of people putting masks, walking on the street, no shaking of hands. We'll bring the picture of the Winkle Centrum of Endhoven completely empty. You see Rotterdam completely empty. Train station completely The kiss, it will be like movie to them. Does this really happen? We say, yes, we lived it. How did you survive? In the same way that the, this generation is asking about the last generation, you visited auntie in Antwerp, yeah. You didn't make phone call, there was no phone. You didn't uh, app him that you're on your way, there was no app. I can only write letter that we take three days to arrive. So when you left your house here in Enhove to visit your auntie, she, he was, she, was not, she does not have any idea that you are coming. Yes, she doesn't know. I just knocked at the door. She opened the door. It was me. Was she angry that you didn't make appointment? No. There was nothing to be angry about. That was our life. That was our time. And it will sound to people of this age as if, my God, how can they survive like that? <laughs> yeah, but it was, we, they even, the, the generation I'm describing, we are even happier than when you can now app, because apping have apped out some of our senses. <laughs> you don't drive on the road now to wait to see if there is stoplight so that you can know red, so that you can stop. No, you watch out for, for red, you watch out for apping. Because somebody will be apping and walking on the street. He doesn't see where he's going. He doesn't know exactly. Some of them will be apping and fall into a pit and wake up as if they are drunk. This is this generation. I remember when I first came to seminary, the seminary was the only institution in the whole Netherlands that has computer. And their kind of computer is not laptop. No, laptop was a joke, was almost impossible. It is computer that has a very big back. Very big. And then you will be typing. And me coming from my continent, the professor, the first course I did was history of Christianity. He said to me, Daniel, you know, I can understand. Have you seen computer before? I said, no. And I'm sure many people have not. 
He said, write the, your answers with pen. As long as you write your project with pen, and as long as you can write it clearly, I will accept it. I told him, thank you for your kindness, but it's not going to happen. I'm going to learn how this computer works. So the smart guys with a project of about five or six pages, they were supposed to submit it on Friday or Monday. They would just start on Thursday, Friday. Saturday afternoon, they come to class, they finish it. Daniel will sleep in the library. What is he doing? I want to type Abraham. I will be looking at the keyboard. Where is A? A? Where is B? B? Where is R? R? Hey, my God. Abraham supposed to start with capital letter. I will disturb everybody. Come and show me how this capital letter works. The white man, that's, they know me because of this statement. The white man that invented this thing is too smart. Tell me. And he will come and say to me, you press this key and press that A again. I will press the key, press the A again. It will come on capital. I will not say thank you. I will shake my head and say, oh, white man, white man. White man is too intelligent. And that's how it was. Before I could stay in that school for three weeks, I could close my eyes and type. Of course, you know, the official name for using computer is to manipulate the computer. That's the official name. Because you tell the computer what to do, and the computer will be doing it. If you give the computer wrong information, he will be just telling you what you do. Right now, they have improved it so much that when you spell Abraham wrongly, the, the computer will tell you, so, okay, this one is not correct. And unless you change it to what he knows, the computer knows as the correct spelling, he will still be telling you uh, it's not correct. So in our generation, Jesus gave a message that reflected what we, believe, what we are seeing in our life. The Pharisees did something that gave them a by name, hypocrites. Right today, if you call somebody a Pharisee, he will take it as an insult. Why? Because the Pharisee, they learn the word of God, the Pharisee, the scribe, they, they are teachers of the law, they learn to teach the people. But instead of teaching the people, they started taking pride in their knowledge and in their understanding. They started segregating from the people and made themselves a people of class. So if you are not up to our class, this is a club of PhD holders. This is a class of engineer. Men say they were in school, Mark Bedrive have next to Mark Met here. Mark Nick Lonscombe. Yeah. Those people that are working at sweeping offices has no business with coming to sit down with us. And that's why they, when they come to occasion, they take the high table. Nobody invites them there. This belongs to us. This is where our class is supposed to be. 
And because of that, everything they did with Jesus was to test him. They test people to know which class you belong. So they see, they go to the, to, they go to the to the synagogue or the temple where Jesus will come. They will be watching him very carefully what he does. The only reason that Jesus fell out from the from the Pharisee because he they realized this guy is not our type. His interest is not our interest. He has a completely different agenda. And they started antagonizing him. So they will come to the synagogue. They watch him. They invite, after service, they invite him like we read. Come and have dinner with us. Everything they did with him was not for the good of the word of God. It's for their ego and pride. And Jesus also was observing them. When Jesus saw what they were doing, he said, listen, do not blow your trumpet. The trumpet you have is not for you to blow. When you come to an occasion, take the lower place. You will be invited to help you and you are honored. Why is it important that you should not blow your trumpet? Because Blowing your trumpet, pride brings in unnecessary competition. It introduces competition where competition is not necessary. I am the best father in the world. Who else can take care of my children the way I do? Who else can take care of his wife the way I take care of my wife? It is not for you to say. Let your wife, let your children blow your trumpet. Let them say, my father is the best. Let them say, let the wife say, my husband is the best. I am the best mother in the world. Even my husband has stopped working. He doesn't have a job anymore because he's sick. I work two jobs. I put food on the table. I pay the rent. What we call here fast laster. My husband can no longer do anything. The best he can do is to wash dishes after dinner. I am the best wife. No wife can tolerate what I tolerate. Even on working two jobs, putting food on the table, I still have to get pregnant. Could you imagine that? Let your husband and your children and your neighbors blow the trumpet. Let them do the talking. Because you are introducing unnecessary competition. That's what the Pharisees did. When pride comes, competition comes. I am the best guitarist in the church. Could you imagine that? I can close my eyes, put the guitar on top of my head, and it will be working because I am the best. Nobody else can do that. When you, do, when you do that in the church, 
if there are two or more guitarists working with you, maybe you are the bass guitarist and the others are, what is the name of the others? After the bass, the other one. Yeah, the one that works with the, uh, eh? No, the one that works with a lighter voice. The bass makes noise. Dun, dun, dun. What is the other one? There's another voice. What, you, what is it called? The one you play. There's bass. Uh-huh. Thank you. You know, I didn't study music. And I admit that I don't know anything about music. I am very good when the music is playing, I will be clapping. One day the bishop was asking me, Father Dan, what instrument do you play in the church? I said, my Lord, I am very good in clapping event. I said, that's good. At least you, you can play organ, I said, I can't. You can't play guitar, I can't. And where were you, why couldn't read that? I was busy studying Genesis and Exodus. I am the best that comes with competition. Brothers and sisters, that's what Jesus is trying to say, don't do that. You see, this church, if there are people that leave service, when the priest is not here, there are people that come here to preach. Maybe one, maybe two, maybe three. And among them, one of them started saying, you know, I could have been a priest. I preach very good. And he is telling that to other people that preach with him. She or he has introduced competition. Because when other people want to preach, they will not be preaching from, from their heart or what they can say from the gospel or what, how they understand it. They will be preaching to make sure I satisfy my critics. That I show him or her that I can as well preach a good. That comes to competition. Self-satisfaction. Self-satisfaction. There was a time, I remember, I wanted to go to United States, but I didn't have enough money. So I went to Alsen Bureau and asked them, give me any job that I can do three months to add up to my money. I, want to, I had a project I'm going for US. Think to book publishing, something like that. And the money was not complete. So he told me, the Alsen Bureau man, he looked at uh, his, said, there is no job anywhere except in mattress company, where they plaque mattress. I said, I don't care. Give me anything. Just three months salary above 1,000. For three months, I'm, I have something important. So I have to disguise myself, put on the normal jeans they wear here, and the normal T-shirt, and came to the company. The, the, direct, the, the, the floor manager, the production manager, was a very proud man. I am the manager, the production manager. I work with the director. I can represent the director. He was talking to the wrong guy. 
He didn't know. He was just showing me how important he is. I wasn't interested at all. I just came here to get 3,000 euros to ask for my money and go where I want to go. And each time he comes to work, he will be bragging. I am that, I am that. I, am. I was just looking at him. And then, after three months, I left the place. I went to the United States and came back. One day, I read in the newspaper in Zwindre that the, the mattress company, the, the, the owner is from Sweden. The mattress company is closing. It's called Puma Mattress. It has closed now. So, there was another man, very humble young man there, who, who saw me. He said, you are from Africa? I said, yes. He said, I have a film that you would like to have. This root, you know the film called Root? Kunta Kunte. Yeah? He had a complete series from A to Z of that Kunta Kunte. He told me, he, want, he can copy it for me if I like it. I said, for my archive, I liked it. I, I, know, I, have the, I know the film, but I, ne I don't have it. So this man went home. His name is Ari. And duplicated those films and gave it to me. So I thanked him so much. So when I came back from the United States and I, I saw that that company is closing, I said, I will go there to say goodbye to my old friends, what we call Afskai Neme. What will I take to this guy? I was thinking, I said, okay, let me give him one of my books. So I wrapped my book as a gift. And walked, because I walked there, I just came to that company, parked my car, walked past the security. They didn't disturb me. Walked straight into the production floor. Hey, Daniel. I said, I came to say goodbye to you because I, re I, had, I saw in the newspaper that this company is closed. He said, yes. In a month's time, we will have no job anymore. That uh, production manager, the pride who was there. I said to Ali, I came to thank you. I, I don't know what to give you. I remember you gave me a gift when I was working here. So I brought something for you. Ali opened it. It was a book. He looked at the book. It was my name, Dan Eze. He turned the back. He see the picture where I was wearing collar, a pass photo at the back. And he read it. He saw that my ministry covers Africa. Europe and United States. He looked at me like he said, Youngos, how is some priest? He said, Boys, this man is a priest. Kike. And that that uh, that manager, he rushed and looked at the book, turned it front and back, and he shrinked like a leaf that was poured hot water. All his pride as production manager, the production floor controller, they all died. Why? Because he realized he was competing with somebody that is not interested at all in competing with him. Because even if you ask me to come and become the production manager of that company, I will say no. I am here for a moment. And that's what is happening between Jesus and the Pharisees. The Pharisees were competing with authority that has no interest in competing with them. That's what pride does. Jesus came to assist them. 
to guide them, to tell them how to reach God quicker and easier. They were very busy bringing competition where it is not necessary. You are living with your husband in a house. What is the competition for? Why do you compete who earn more and who earn less? Where are you not husband and wife? How can you introduce competition in a home where one plus one is one? Who are you competing with? The man is having heart attack because the wife is anymore. The, 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 the woman is having heart attack because it's only the woman, the woman that is any money in the family and he has become authoritarian. I bring the money, I call the shot. What kind of sugar is this that you buy in Abertine? I don't like this sugar and to stop wasting my money because it is you that is bringing the money. You just brought in competition that destroyed the house. The Pharisees we are competing where there is no competition. There should be no competition in the church. The apostle, the, the, Paul made it clear in Corinthians. If you want to, if you have the gift to teach, teach well. If you have the gift to sing, sing well. You see, I am so naive that I don't even know the type of jitter that is existing because I don't play music in the church. But still, I participate in worship in a special way. I cannot say Pamela and Case and this guy, they are good for nothing. Look at this kiss that demonstrated happiness for us. The history of today's service will never go down without mentioning their names. If anybody write the history of today's service without mentioning what this kiss has demonstrated here, that history is incomplete. The person that is making coffee seems to be forgotten because everybody comes after service. You drink coffee, you leave the cup for her. You know that she or he may stay here after you have gone, washing the cups, making sure that that cup is available for next week. All you will do is to come and take off. Where is sugar? Three, three, three sugar. It drinks what? That's it. The person who is clean, look at how clean, not even a pin is here. You think it is like that? Somebody cleaned it. Why else should the person who preached the gospel be the only important man in the church? Somebody put this microphone in my ear. Actually, I was promoted because he bought a new one for me. <laughs> <laughs> he told me the other one that was making wing wing wing. I bought a new one. What is he doing when he was going to the shop, selecting the microphone that would be used in service? He was thinking about me. Dan doesn't preach with paper, he needs microphone. Jesus said, Bring yourself down that others may promote you. 
Humble yourself, Mr. Man, that your wife can say, my good husband, my lovely husband. Humble yourself down that your husband can say, my good wife. You know, there are some men who doesn't eat in restaurants, even no matter what. He will be rushing home because his wife will be waiting. There will be dinner. My wife, you tell him, hey, those that have bad wives, you know, they will be hanging around. Let's go and take some snacks before we go home. Let's go and smoke some cigarettes before we go. No, 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 because my wife will be waiting. There is dinner. Oh, what a glorious family. You know, I was traveling to, to Amsterdam on train, and one man was complaining, the train is moving too fast. I said, say, are you having a problem with your wife? Because you don't want to go home quickly. You want to be delayed. He looked at me, he said, you must be a very bad man. I said, no. <laughs> don't forget the message, brothers and sisters. Competition is not necessary. Self-satisfaction will give you everything. Self-satisfaction will put you where you will be. It doesn't take away who you are. I'm a priest. No matter what, you will be put in priest. If I'm dead, you will say that dead priest. If I am suspended by the bishop, you will say that suspended uh, priest. If I am a wicked priest, you will say that wicked uh, priest. You must be put in priest. Because that's who I am. These competitions, Jesus said, is not necessary. Don't bring it where it is not required. Don't bring it where it is not needed. It is always a joy to be in the presence of the Lord. And may he help us and refresh us through his word. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Let's see how the music crew responds. <laughs>